I'm a rapper, guys. Guys, he's a rapper. <laughs> what would what would be what would the opposite of the word chance be? Planned? Uh, no, because chance means like you're basically rolling the dice, right? So strategy? I know. Um, strategy, the rapper. <laughs> Mind Gap Podcast. Gap, I'm, Doug. I'm Justin, and we are joined by a Mind Gap podcast all star. That oh. had a really good rhythm to it, man. Man, you're on you're on fire tonight. Yeah, I'm Risk the Rapper, laying nice. down the beats. You know, on these really nice cold streets. Oh, in the month of November. Oh boy, I don't know why I went there. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Uh oh. Anyway, uh, we want to welcome back uh, our very good friend and our Star Wars aficionado slash nerd. Please welcome back Sam Cook. Happy to be here. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. So nice to have you back here. Thank you. So, Sam, thanks for being on. This has been Mind Gap. Cool. We're ending it. Wow, really? Yep. Okay. Sam, you must have done something wrong because Justin is apparently mad at you. (laughs) First off, I like the shirt you're wearing. My Star Wars shirt. You wore this last time. You wore a Star Wars shirt. You came to play. I wear a Star Wars shirt every time. (laughs) I wear a Star Wars shirt every day. (laughs) It's just a nonstop thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Very um, well done. So welcome back. Thank you. I'm actually happy to be here. I'm actually, I'm actually, happy, to be, actually, I'm actually happy to be here this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year since we've had you on. The last I time we been. had you on was to do the uh, the prediction and the uh, the breakdown of Rogue One. Rogue yes. One, yep. Yes. And did you end up liking Rogue One? I loved it. You loved it? I, I loved was, it. I, we should probably start there. I didn't even consider that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought it was an excellent film that... Okay, first of all, guys, let's just do this up top. There's going to be a bunch of spoilers in this episode. That's so, a really, uh, really good, yeah, good call. And if you don't like Star Wars, uh, go to a previous episode or move forward because uh, it's going to be a Star Wars episode. So, ta-da. Yeah. Anyway, your thoughts on Rogue One? Okay, my thoughts on Rogue One. I thought <clears throat> it was awesome. I loved how everybody died mm-hmm. at the end. What? <laughs> if it started that way, it would have been <laughs> even cooler. Yeah. But, uh yeah, and what I remember hearing at the time was that Disney did a bunch of reshoots because they saw the final product and they're like, "Yeah, it's too dark. We need to really we need a happier ending." <clears throat> so the happiest ending was people, everyone dying. Yeah, everyone died. I was. They were love- looking at the sunset while they died. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> that makes it. And if you look really close, you can see Mickey walking along the beach in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, the the Vader scene at the end was Ugh. just probably some of the finest. Five minutes in Star Wars. Oh my God! I was I I remember getting goosebumps sitting in the theater. Yes, yeah. which was added last minute too. They, was they, it really? They were not planning on putting that in there, which was awesome. I'm so glad yeah. they did. Um, I mean, like any movie, really, you could pick apart a bunch of stuff. It's like, well, they just beamed it up to the ship. Why did they have to carry it over there? Why did they just sure, beam sure. it everywhere? But um, no, I because I, I heard about it, and to be honest, I was not super thrilled. Really, like. Oh, this like six week period between uh, episodes three and four. Mm-hmm. How are they going to make that exciting? Right? Yeah. I thought they killed it. I thought they crushed yeah. it. So. And literally, they killed everybody. And they killed yeah. <laughs> Everyone killed died. Yeah. Them, yeah. Yeah. I really like the fact that it was a great story that didn't focus on Jedi. Yes. We got to see a um, 
a look at kind of the world outside of briefly of the Empire and the Resistance and the Rebels and <clears throat> how both were fractured. Like they yeah. all don't have the, they're they're not two monoliths crashing into each other. Like there's different thoughts and ideologies sure. in the in the Resistance as well as the Empire, which was just. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, you really get to see, like, the people like, dude, this guy, Saul, is way too hardcore for us. Like, we do not want him as a part of this. And not only that, but you get to see the Rebels as, uh, they were basically terrorists. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, they did some pretty awful shit mm-hmm. um, to get what they needed to get done. And what they were willing to do was very interesting. But I love that you brought up that uh, Vader sequence because I was like, this is the first time we've actually seen Vader actually terrify people. And you get to see Vader do what Vader does. Because all we've seen up to that point is, <clears throat> yeah, he chokes out a couple guys, intimidates someone here or there. It's mostly his presence and reputation that yeah. carries him through pretty much all the films. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. And you, you've seen him be kind of a dick, but you didn't get to see him like, like basically in that dark Cut cargo loose. bay. <laughs> you see his lightsaber show up. And to these, and I liken it a lot to the Warhammer 40K universe where... There's these guys called Space Marines, and they're just legendary. Mm-hmm. And when they show up, people shit their pants and like, oh my god, this is a Space Marine. These guys that know no fear, and they're just ultimate badasses. You know, Vader, as far as anyone else knows, is the only Jedi, so to speak, left in the universe. And they're like, okay, whatever. And he shows up, and people are like, oh, there's a laser sword. We're fucked. <laughs> right. And what just, do we do? Yeah. You see them clamoring to try and get out of the... The yeah. airlock and guys were just getting just absolutely annihilated. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Jesus Christ! Like, I loved... There was actually a lot of fear mm-hmm. in that situation where I'm like, okay, so uh, don't fuck with Vader. Yeah, yeah, I loved more it. Or less. And, like, I loved how at the very end the, he gets out to the ship as it's right as it's taking off and he's mm-hmm. standing on that platform. Yeah. And you can just see him seething underneath the suit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah because so when I, episode I, four starts, he's so angry. Yeah. He's like, where is the prince? Tear yeah. the ship apart. Yeah. I want to run alive or whatever he says. I can't remember now. But, like, he's just so angry. It's like that kind of carries over from that moment. So it was a really nice. Yeah. Really nice yeah. It, perfect way to tie it together. Yeah. And to, like, to what you were saying, you've never, you've heard lore and legend of why everyone's, like, oh, we're all terrified of Vader, but we don't know why. Why the hell do I need to fear this guy? And that just, yeah. watching him just tear ass through that fucking hallway is insane. Yeah. I would say, I would say. Revenge of the Sith did a pretty solid job of it at the very end <clears throat> once he turned and started, you know, murdering everybody. I don't really want to talk about the prequels. But we had a verbal agreement <laughs> that we were not going to be talking <laughs> also about. Also, a the written one. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, happy to be here, actually. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So I can't. I mean, yes, we did see in there, like, some of the rage and, and just the unbridled power that, that he can wield. But mm-hmm. I still feel like we didn't see, we hadn't seen, <clears throat> like, Darth Vader. At like, his zenith. Right, exactly. Yeah. This is, like, Darth Vader at his prime was, like, end of Rogue One, beginning of uh, A New Hope. Yep. Was, that's when Darth Vader was probably, as far as I am concerned, was at, like, the apex of his badassery. Yep, yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that exists in sort of the extended universe where you get to see him do different things. Right. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he's overpowered, in my in my opinion, in a lot of those things. When you say the extended universe, do you, are you saying like the canon stuff, like Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars? Well, Thrones? I'm talking like the, some of the comics. There's okay. there's a Marvel comic that goes out that has like some Star Wars stuff. Then I just recently got a free download of the uh, stuff called Vader Down, where he's uh, Vader essentially goes uh, looking for Luke, and uh, it kind of it fills the gap between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And uh, 
he's just completely overpowered. Like, mm-hmm. just we're talking. He shows up in a spaceship, and there's like three squadrons of fighters, and he destroys all of them. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then he lands on this planet, and just regiments of guys surround him. And I love this scene because they're like, "You're surrounded, you know. Give up, you're, you know, whatever." And Vader goes, "The only thing I'm surrounded by is fear and dead men." And he like lights his lightsaber and basically annihilates everybody. <laughs> so they're in the in the canon mm-hmm. extended universe, like Rebels and, and Clones. Yeah, there's a scene where um, one of the Jedi's knocks over a uh, chicken walker onto him, mm-hmm. and it like explodes, and mm-hmm. he's like okay, let's get on our ship and let's get out of here. And then they hear the metal start to creak. Like, and it just lifts up and it's him with his saber lifting it up with one hand and like flames everywhere. And, mm-hmm. and they're like, do you see their their fear and their jaws drop? Holy yeah. <laughs> Go! Just go! Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. So I agree. It was, it was a nice opportunity to see him kind of just... Get his due. Get his due. Yeah, it absolutely. Was, it was well done. So... Let's get to the crux of the matter. Mm. The Last Jedi mm-hmm. has so just recently come out. I would say let's talk about the movie first and then get into what has happened since it has come out. Okay. Yes. So uh, I'm actually glad we're doing this now, like after the fact, because I didn't know this movie was going to be so goddamn divisive amongst Star Wars fans. Really divisive. Yeah, polarizing, you might say. The Force Awakens was like pretty much universally lauded, if I recall. People were pretty much, I think, with, yeah. when it comes to Force Awakens... People watched it and we're all like, "Yeah, all right, that was pretty cool." You know, people were, you know, the, the, the people were done. They're like, "All right, cool, it didn't the, suck." The biggest complaint I remember hearing about that film was that, "Oh, it's a pretty much a frame for frame remake of yeah. Episode Four. Mm-hmm. And but that was the only thing that I that heard people the, really rag on. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and and but it was a safe movie, and it I feel mm-hmm. like it needed to be. Yeah, it needed to be like, "All right, cool, welcome back. It's gonna be okay." Trust us, this right. isn't the prequel. George is out, don't worry about it. <laughs> All good, you know, and so, like, people got, like, all right, cool. Was, I think it was a little overrated for what it was. It's fun. It's a good movie. I, I like will, it. I will say, I would agree with that. I would say it, it is. it wasn't the movie everyone kind of, like, it, it had its... Uh, it had a lot of it had a lot of weight behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone was like, oh, we're going to like this. And so it, that, that ushered it in very, very heavily. I would say, for me... That's probably in well. See, I, I always have a hard time ranking the movies because actually, yeah. Rob, uh, our DC guy, asked me uh, where where does this before he saw it because we saw it. Doug and I, you and I saw it at nine thirty in the morning. He was Fuck seeing it yeah. at nine thirty at night, and so he's like, "Where do you rank this? Like, where does it fall?" I was like, "That's a loaded question." I said, "It's in it's within the top six because the first <laughs> three are in the bottom, right? Out of the eight that have been made, yeah, or the." Nine, yeah, I guess that mean because Rogue One. I'm, I wouldn't I, count that. That's a Star Wars story. Well, technically, it fits in between some gaps, so it enhances a New Hope. So I would count it in the. I would say all well. of all the Star Wars movies that have been made. Okay. You know, yeah. I would say so. Out of those, I'm like, well, easily, it's not in the bottom three. Mm-hmm. We know that. Yeah. But then I started going through all the different ones, and I was like, I really don't know where I would rank this one because I liked it, but man, some of the other ones are so fucking good. Like mm-hmm. Rogue One, I thought was. Almost a flawless movie. Not, yeah. not flawless movie, but like as far as a Star Wars movie goes, I think it hit exactly what it needed to hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had a hard time. So that one might be up near the top for me. That mm-hmm. might be in my top three. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Doug, where would you put? Oh yeah, where would you put? Uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens. Um, wait, sorry, I said Rogue. Wait, sorry, I was initially talking about Rogue One. Yes, 
Uh, I still don't know where I would put Force Awakens or Last Jedi. I'm sorry, we're talking about Last Jedi. Um, I think Empire is one of my favorites. Um, and then I would probably put The Last Jedi either just there with it or just below it. So either one or two. One or two. Yep, I agree. Really? Personally. Wow, because, I mean, that's really high up there for Because you. are we going to knock the earlier ones for not having the cinematography and the quality filming and, and the quality... The prequels uh, were garbage. Not not the not the. You're talking about ones. New Hope. Yeah, New Hope, Empire Strikes New Back. New Hope's Return hard for that. me just because, like the set designs. I mean, it, the new ones have so much it looks, budget. It looks rough, and it's and it was good, but it, everything about it is just kind of rough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even as a kid, I think I liked A New Hope the most. No, I probably liked Return of the Jedi the most. I have the most Ewoks. fond memories about. Yes, a New Hope. Fond memories of New Hope, but, but when I go back, literally every scene is iconic. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. Right? I think that's why that A New Hope is in my top two. Like for me, it's it it it's toggling between one and two with, and I. That's nostalgia. I think that for for me, yeah. I agree. I think that's nostalgia talking, not like our critical eyes looking at it because yeah. okay. it has some really bad pacing issues. I Oof. I tried to in, indoctrinate all my nieces and nephews and yeah. get them to watch it. Nothing happens in that movie for like the first eighty percent. No, no, Nothing that's happens. fair. That's fair. I just think I think what it was for me is nostalgia aside. I think it was it's something that we had never seen before. It, yeah. it broke open a new genre of movie, which is basically space swashbuckling, like mm-hmm. for kids. Like for, that right. was mm-hmm. the, the audience was kids, right? You know, Six to twelve. It was a true hero's journey in space, right? Yeah, and that's what I think was pretty cool about it. And I think that's why it, it's still up there. Like nostalgia aside, that's why I still put it up there is because it was. I think it was it, the movie in and of itself kind of blazed some trails. Yeah, so I, I that that's why I would hold it up there. I would probably put it near the top, but I, I would maybe put it at four. Yeah, well, actually, no, it's got to go above. Thing is, it's tough because Return of the Jedi is great, but goddamn, do I skip through most of it. Mm-hmm. The right. things that are great are what's happening with Vader, Palpatine, and Luke. The relationship. I don't give a shit about anything else. Right. Because I like the space battle, but I go, don't give a shit what's going on in Endor. Do right. not care. 100%. Yeah. Because regardless of what happens there, if Luke turns to the dark side, nothing else matters. They could win, but it won't matter. Yeah. Right, right. Because if Luke turns to the dark side, it's irrelevant. So yeah. there's some flaws there, but God damn it. Those scenes with Vader and Palpatine and Luke are so fucking powerful. In yeah. the throne room. In the throne room. That's like, oof. So, regardless, um, I think with Last Jedi, I throw it near the top. And um, I would I would have it probably tied for first with New Hope. Cool. Yeah. The, last, the Last Jedi? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we're all pretty much on the same page. Okay. So, I've seen it <laughs> twice. In my, yeah. I would say, because I was trying to tell people about it without giving anything away, and I was like, I'll just tell you this. My reaction was, the first time I saw it, my reaction was complicated. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. I did not walk out of that movie loving it. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I loved The Force Awakens because they hit all the beats and they kept the pacing and they kept um, the vibe. Right. To be like, this is this is uh, what you remember and what you love. Georgia side. Great. That's what we want. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and so... This one, no. It subverted expectations um, with character choices, with um, themes as well. Um, and I know we've talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but we've talked about it a lot, where it's like, why does everything rotate around Skywalkers? Yes. Why? There's so much more out there. Yes. And that's where this transition started to happen with The Last Jedi. Yes. I and 100% I, agree. I loved it. <clears throat> the second time I saw it, I, I had 
scoured the internet for Easter eggs and what you missed nice. to do all this. So I was noticing everything, sure. like, which I missed the first time. Um, down to the little nitty gritty things, like when Luke reaches for the lightsaber from Ray right at the beginning, the, there's that blaster bolt in his hand still from when he got shot in oh, Return of the Jedi. Nice. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nitty gritty details like that. Wow. Um, okay. There's a... Uh, um, there was a couple others that were just oh it just slipped my mind but they were they were really well done um, that they had the seeds planted for in um, the Force Awakens yeah mm-hmm. and then also I didn't know this that it completely skipped me but in Rogue One when they at the very end they're breaking into that thing to climb up to grab the disc yeah yeah she's scanning through naming all the different stuff and guess what she says well the tracker hyperspace tracking yeah and it's just a throwaway line but it comes back in interesting okay yeah. that's kind of cool i didn't realize yeah. from, a, from a writing perspective that's pretty cool yeah yeah um i really liked it um i was the same way like i didn't like it like i'd say in the first act i was like i don't know how i feel about this it seemed to have a very quick and high emotional peak like bang right out of the get-go yeah so I would say it's probably that's why I would say that's probably the only thing keeping it from being number one is that some of the pacing issues. Well, I think th- there's some obvious flaws. Mm, uh, the, such the film, as. the film's not perfect. Uh, the uh, the common one that I've seen is the casino planet is very much a a slog, and a lot of people find it um, completely unimportant. Yeah, if they shortened it to three four minutes, yeah, of, it seemed a lot. Well, it seemed if you as as Part of the, the thing I did like about that is you got to see the world outside of you know the the new order versus the resistance. Right. You got to see the average people living and existing, and of course it drives home the point of here's the rich world and under the anything that's shiny always has a dirty underbelly, which is obviously the slaves and stuff that exist on this planet mm-hmm. and things like that. But what was weird to me was they were there to find a specific code breaker, which was the dude from the leftovers. Mm-hmm. But they didn't even get to him. They got someone else randomly. Yeah, I was I was waiting for Benicio del Toro to reveal a pin or something. It's or a right. tattoo or it's like yeah. something where it's like, oh, this is actually the guy they were looking for. Yeah, no, just another code breaker. Yeah, just, which I was like, well, that's coincidental. Convenient. Yeah, yeah, that they just happened to make that work. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, I also didn't like uh, the Leia moment where she turns on the force power and supermans it to uh, yeah. the door. I feel like you could have done that in a way better way. I, that's part of my notes is like, we all know she has the force. She's yeah. a major kid. Um, maybe like the first jump into hyperspace that an assault team of troopers lands on the the cargo ship. Mm-hmm. She like force pushes them out the cargo bay like hit you know punch it chewy and they take yeah. off right mm-hmm. it's like whoa my god or she saves him that way it's just seemed a little hokey, or could show her or as something's like as they're firing on the ship debris about to fall on herself and other people and she stops it yeah that would have been a great reveal. and if she yeah. still gets wounded but she saves people and maybe that and puts her in the exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah so Instead as of, opposed to being like i'm in space right. and i'm star lord uh, like, i was gonna <laughs> say yeah it seems like they basically guardians of the galaxy defined how space physics works and mm-hmm. everyone's just like cool you go out there you crystallize a little bit but you're good yeah, like you're that's good. It felt very, even in look, it felt Guardians of the Galaxy. How yeah. her face was crystallizing. I'm like, that is that is the exact same effect they, yeah. <laughs> they applied to Star-Lord. Like, and then, but in it, it also, the, the thing that drove me nuts was 
it looked like a South Park animation. Yeah. That her body basically, without moving at all, Every, just yep. just turned on an axis and just kind of floated back. It was mm-hmm. very just. It was it was meant to be the camera rotating, but it looked like she was. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh, was it meant to be the camera rotating? Yeah. I might. I would have to go back and see it yeah. a second time. But yeah, it it just to me the first thing I thought was looks like a South Park animation, mm-hmm. like where yeah. nothing moves except the whole body. And mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't buy that. It, that pulled me out of it. Yeah. So also, it would have been a wonderful send off and explanation of why we're not going to see her in the next movie. Yeah. 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 I mean, you you there was a few times where they pulled her back, and I was like. Guys, you realize you don't have this, right? I think well, recut this to you know you could. I think there was enough time between when she passed and when it was coming out where they could have probably done a last minute recut to justify it. She died like late December, right? I think because yeah. because yeah. I remember because they so they had a full year. I'm saying yeah. Like, yeah yeah because Rogue One came out and we saw the you know the 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 younger digital version of her and everyone like either loved it or hated it. But oh still, that's right that's right. But yeah. still people were like oh it's Carrie Fisher right. You know like yeah. it was a very emotional moment for a lot of people. Speaking um, of emotional moments, <coughs> I I actually did get a little choked up. Oh dude, seeing Luke and Leia again on screen oh. yeah. sitting there. I was telling Doug Oof. what happened for me is when they played Han and Leia's theme. Mm-hmm. The, when the music cue kicked in, I went, "God, you guys, you're, hit, you're hitting on all my notes." Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, that moment, and then the moment where Luke sees the twin sons, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, this is poetic." Yeah. Oh man. Let's, let's let's do this. Oh man, that was yeah. When Luke sh- quote unquote shows up. Yeah. At the end, like I just started tearing up because again, these people in this room have not seen or maybe never seen Luke before. They've right. only heard of him, and the people that have have not seen him for thirty five years. Yeah. Right. So he well, shows yeah, some up. Some of them were even like, "Is that Luke Skywalker?" Yeah, like, like, holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. again, those oh, those, those oh, moments oh, are like powerful to me because the, again, the legend that precedes yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. them, and for him to see Leia, and again, you know, the the major themes which we'll get into probably in a little bit, you know, the idea of failure and how awful he felt, you know, watching his nephew. He let his nephew turn to the dark side and almost tried to kill him, right, um, right. and all that sort of stuff, and just seeing the havoc that his nephew is is just. Reeked on the on the on the galaxy because of him, and for him to basically go to her and basically like I'm sorry, yeah, that I failed, yeah. and you know I'm sorry I have to face him, and she, it was a really powerful moment, and of course we can talk about Luke in a little bit too, yeah, but it was really but, powerful for her too because he said yeah. something along the lines of like I'm gonna go out there and face him, but it's not to save him. He said yeah. something along those yes. lines, yeah, basically saying I'm gonna go out there and kill him. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, she's like, she's like, I know, I know. He's no longer my son, or my yeah. my son has been gone for like. She yeah. made, she's like, I dude, I've made peace with this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what a great moment just to see him walk out of that hole, and oh man, was so so amazing. The, uh, the, he I, little he did a little just for men before he came out, yeah. darkened the beard up a little bit. He's like, he's battle ready. Yeah. So I okay, I noticed that. I was like, either the 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 caretakers on the island also have like a little barber shop. <laughs> But then I realized after the once they revealed like oh it's a force projection yeah I was like oh that was explicitly to piss off Kylo right because right. that's how he remembers and that's how angry he oh. was he, he doesn't even put two and two together that that I didn't even I didn't realize I just thought Luke years. was I just thought Luke was like I just kind of want to look better yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a vanity thing yeah <laughs> I was like if that's the case why didn't you just do like 1977 Luke Skywalker yeah. when you're mm-hmm. like all like, cut and everything. Really? You're <laughs> 70 and you got a six-pack. Good for you, Luke. Yeah, good right. Nice. <laughs> Looking good, buddy. I was like, I can't even be mad. Yeah. You look good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was an awesome. But that's cool, moment. even to get in his head even more. I, I had not considered that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, his outfit was different, too. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. 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 It was all, yeah, which was very interesting. Obviously, he had his lightsaber again, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Which right. Was, which is also interesting. Which, 
Kylo should have known because mm-hmm. it just exploded, which yeah. I didn't even put two and two together. Right. Yeah. Um, well, as soon as he did that, I was like, wait a minute. Like, that, that was the first thing I was like, something's off. Yeah. But see, for me, I thought, I, I just thought, well, you're at Jedi head, you're at Jedi HQ. Maybe there's just some lightsabers laying around. Yeah. Right. Like, you probably yeah. built the zone. Right? Yeah. Um, but then I watched that scene again the second time, and everything was true. Like, that, that was, by the way, the set. Was gorgeous. Oh my god! Was that it? planet might have been my favorite uh, aesthetically. Might have been my favorite yeah. scene, just Un- with the salt and the red. Yeah. It was beautiful how they um, did it cinematically. Kylo's feet are kicking up the white and red everywhere. Yeah, Luke's, Luke's is not float. Oh, they don't fuck. touch anything. Interesting. Um, what? Oh, there's nothing on him. Like, the, like he, the, Kylo the, the throws red, his. The red is exploding up everywhere, and not a single dust particle falls on him. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and they I, really I did, did not put two and two together until they really took their their like. They took that scene very seriously, like yeah. they, how they they put the details of it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. only because I too thought like when Kylo we watched his feet slide at the end, because mm-hmm. I I thought the big reveal was oh is this the is this the planet or is this this blood like I thought oh. that's what they were playing at. I'm like oh you don't know oh no it's not the planet it's blood he's dead oh, okay yeah and then they revealed that so I thought that's what they were playing at but it was that was probably to showcase the fact that when Luke moved around nothing happened that was probably mm-hmm. even. Pushing that even further. Yeah. yeah. And during that fight, their lightsabers never touch. Nope. The whole time. No, mm-hmm. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, they don't because Luke dodges him. When yeah. he oh, Hag, do you hear that, Hag? <clears throat> Hag, do you hear the sound of your questions? Getting answered? It's, your question is rendered invalid now. Which was? His question <laughs> is, Hag wanted me to ask. I have it written down. Hag wanted me to ask, how can he, how can the lightsaber pass through him, but he can also fight with the light like how can he also use the lightsaber oh, and yeah. i i i hey asked it and i'm like oh yeah he did fight with him like they yeah. actually touched lightsabers actually which sounds dirty another <laughs> another uh, did you touch lightsabers fun, another fun in this movie no i was at the urinal single, not a single lightsaber fight this whole movie the the no yeah. saber on saber action no saber on saber action yeah yeah true good point interesting you were saying something else weren't you well, I had a lot more to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Hank, there you go. You're welcome. Ta-da. All right. Let me... Okay, so anything else you wanted to touch on before I, I jump into notes? Oh, boy. Um, no, I think we covered sort of the, the general... The major themes. Uh, I have I have a lot of stuff to get into, so... I mean, I do, too. Well, like, yeah. Okay, so when uh, the very first time Ray's sitting there and she's like, he's like, what do you see? What do you see? Um, she's like, life, death, rebirth. I'm like, that's just like sums up everything and where it is going to be going. Then Yoda shows up and he has some line of like, that's the burden of masters is like, we're the point from which they grow past right. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, my reaction was, was complicated because I, I would say I internally, I think I was a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. But then in, when I... In what? Just probably because of my assumptions coming into it and my expectations. Are you and saying the, in the burden, whole movie? Or I don't know what you were said you were disappointed about. You're talking about the movie, like probably the movie, over. the movie in general. Okay, yeah, you gotcha. use complicated reactions. Yeah, to yeah, gotcha. it, okay. it was very mixed, very complicated. And then the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. Then I'm the more I read about it, and then I saw it again, and it was like, yeah, this is this is about as perfect as it could be. Wow. Okay. There's a couple of quibbles that I have, mm-hmm. um, which <laughs> as he pulls the phone out, so I wrote all this stuff down. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I rewatched The Force Awakens. And when Han first gets on the Falcon, he says to uh, Ray and Finn, uh, ever since Luke disappeared, he was training a new generation of Jedi, and all this came to fruition. 
uh, and one boy, an apprentice, he doesn't say my sons, right? He's probably ashamed, right. uh, turned against him and destroyed it all. Luke felt responsible and just walked away from it all. Some say, he, and this is like a total throwaway line from Harrison, some say he went searching for the original Jedi temple, which was accurate, dead on. Yep. Um, so I will say this, though, from The Force Awakens, remember that scene when they first revealed Vader's helmet? Uh, mm-hmm. Kylo's in his chambers, and he's like, Forgive me, I felt the pull to the light again, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it shows Vader's helmet. And I was like, I wonder if Vader's spirit is still kicking around, teaching him anything. So that's, mm. that might be interesting if they bring Ooh. that back. Right? Cause that's why interesting. Would, why would he have such a, I was about to say, like, hard on for his grandpa, but he's got. <laughs> grandpa, you want to touch sabers? <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, he's sure his grandpa was, he never met him. He just knew of him and his I would reputation. Say, I would say no, be, based off the fact that Vader saw Vader saw the light at the end of Return of the Jedi. But who was? Why would he say that out loud? Forgive me, I felt it again. The pull. Why would he meditate and contemplate out loud? Well, why does anyone like you go to someone goes to a grave and you know okay. talks to the grave? I would say that that may be just more Not for only himself. That, but you also have to consider if Vader does come back, it's going to be Hayden Christensen that's going to be talking to him. <sighs> So consider that. That's actually I read some things about Ryan Johnson. He said originally that he was trying to decide who was going to come back and talk to Luke. Uh-huh, okay, he said yeah. he didn't know if it was going to be Obi Wan, uh, Anakin, Yoda. or Yoda. He's like he didn't do Obi Wan because obviously you know Alec Guinness was the was the the age that he knew. Right, right. He's like he could have Ewan McGregor, but he didn't know Ewan McGregor. Right. He goes Vader. The only one he knew was his dad. So he goes, if you bring back Hayden Christensen, it's like that's not the Anakin that he knew. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's like Yoda, all you know, Yoda, and plus Anakin never really taught him. No, I mean the only one who ever had any any Jedi interaction with Anakin was was Yoda in a in a in, a, in the capacity of let me let me Teach enlighten you. you o- Obi Wan helped him, but didn't really like. Yeah, he gave him some basic training, but yeah. Yoda was the one that really affected him. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. that regard. So. You know how, as I started writing down these notes, I realized this is actually much more, sorry, beat for beat, <laughs> um, The Empire Strikes Back, just as the Then Force people Awakens. thought? Yeah, then people thought. Okay. Um, because I would say not beat for beat, but had the same vibe and the same outcomes for a lot of the characters, too. Okay. So, my Captain Phasma, Boba Fett. Both of them were in two films. Okay. Both of them look awesome. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> both, yes, both, absolutely. Both of them. <clears throat> both of them have this fierce reputation that precedes them. Okay. Also interesting, Captain Phasma's armor is the only armor that seems to repel. You know, uh, Re- reject blasters. Yeah, yeah. It seems to work. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they didn't build everyone's armor um, that way, but whatever. So, both of them get, lose some lose some fights, then die. That's all they do on screen. And I would also argue they die kind of... uh, Shittily. uh, Yeah. 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 Oh, God, yeah. Boba Fett's was terrible. I just watched The the Return of the Jedi on TBS again, and it was terrible. I know. watched it on TBS. So, uh, some of the huge complaints about Snoke, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Did you guys feel cheated by that, or were you like, that was a good twist? I... Go ahead. Yes. What? Me? Yeah. Go. Okay. Uh... Uh, a good twist. You mean his death at the end? Yeah, I loved his death. I wished it would have happened in the f- next film because I don't feel like I got to know enough about his character. Interesting argument. Let me ask you this, Justin: 
<laughs> when did you meet the Emperor in the original trilogy? Fair. He was mentioned. Fair point. He was mentioned in the New Hope. He's he was briefly shown. Briefly shown in Empire. And then we see him return of the Jedi. Did you know a lot about him then, Justin? All right, so, so here's the Before a one handed, uh, uh, you know, cyborg throws him over the railing to his death. All right, so a lot of the complaints are Snoke. <laughs> Where is I have sitting? no rebuttal for that. All right, so again, it's subverting our expectations. And it hurt at first, but <laughs> I really loved it because Snoke complains about Snoke. Where is he from? Why is he so powerful? He makes some speeches and then dies. All he does. Great. I got answers for all those. Who so cares, he, hold on, hold who on, cares, and who cares? Palpatine. Where is he from? Why is he so powerful? He makes some speeches and then he dies. Right, no, yeah. but in the prequels we find out where he's from and we find out about his That's backstory. Okay. <laughs> and, and even then, I would argue we still don't know that That's much fair. about him even from the prequels. <clears throat> That's fair. Yoda. Where is he from? Yeah. Why is he so powerful? Makes some speeches and then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck that. All right, Sam, you're making yeah. the points over here. Yeah. Because the point is these guys affect the characters around them. They are not the point of the story. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's what I loved about that was because it was very – you talked about it had some Empire themes. It also has some Return of the Jedi themes. Yeah. You're in that throne room. It's like you're going to turn or you're going to die. You know, after Kylo and, and Rey fight, he's like, take my hand. We'll rule the galaxy together. Yeah. We'll shape it in our own uh, – Right. This, right. Yeah. this was so powerful because it was – a. It subvert again. I keep going back to it. Subverted our expectations. It was a good pastiche, a good mixed match of – Empire and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Mashed all those things together so that I think the next movie will then move it well, far outside. I would Skywalker. go 100% agree. And I would add to that as well. It paid homage to those things and then smashed everything to clear the way for everything else. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, I, I you're hitting on the thing that I think that probably pissed a lot of people off was expectations. It wasn't what they expected. And that hurt yep. a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I think a very small, a very vocal minority were like pissed that their fan theories didn't actually happen as sure, the way sure, they sure. thought. Because yeah. it's really great to kind of like predict what happens and then goes, which I think is a problem with a lot of nerd culture today. Oh, yeah. yeah. People overanalyze everything. Oh, yeah. And you get these clickbaity articles that just like try to drum up some sort of conversation. Overanalyzing everything. You were describing what we're doing. Right? <laughs> 100%. After the fact. Not before, though. Before the movie comes out, they're yeah. like, here's what's going to happen. Okay, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, let's yeah. fl let's rewind back to last year when Sam was... <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. I wouldn't so. say we were pining <laughs> over it. You're describing our podcast. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Yoda it and... It can't be. <laughs> Yoda and Luke, both are strong Jedi leaders. Something terrible happened to them. Right. That drove them into exile. They lived this solitary existence, which leads them to become a little kooky. Yeah. A little mm -hmm. wry, kooky mm -hmm. sense of humor. Uh, and then, <laughs> Some wild hair sticking yeah, out. Yeah, some wild hair sticking out. They help the heroes of the film, then die. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, uh, yeah. Akbar, literally known for It's a Trap. Right. That's it. People are like, oh, they done him bad. Like, no. <laughs> I don't know why they were Southern, but... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dude, fucking <laughs> the South just revolted as soon as he, yeah. I was did he, did he For the second out? time, they revolted. Yes, right, yeah. He he was sucked out. <laughs> we will room. rise again, and it is now. <laughs> General Akbar! Akbar! <laughs> First order of business, taken down from the Republic. Um, so, <laughs> he died when Leia died, right? Yes. I didn't even notice it until that lady came in later and was like, General, or Admiral Akbar, along with Leia, along with so-and-so. I was yeah. like, oh, was he in the movie? I assumed it was a different 
Mon, Mon Calamari. Yeah, until I read about it, I honestly did not know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't even know if I heard her say General Ackbar. People, yeah. people built him up so much in their minds. Like, it was, was, it was totally pointless. Yeah. Um, Vice Admiral Holdo. Great character who fit the T of a career military person. Yeah. She's like, get back in line. I'll tell you the plan when you need to. Follow my orders. Right. And again, how many times have you seen films where they're like, I know what's right. You need to follow me. Listen to me. And then everything they say turns out to be right. Right. And they save the day. Mm -hmm. Right. Everything he was doing was wrong. Right. He screwed almost everything up. So she then went down with the ship. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's one of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about was that I because the, could have the been whole Leia. what's that could have been Leia. Is that no, what you're about to say? No. Well, it could have been, yeah. but no, it's not what I was about to say. But now it is. It could have <laughs> fucking been Leia. No, I the um <clears throat> the at first I didn't like the entire middle section of we need to get to this casino planet and yeah. we need to do this and this whole elaborate fucking plan. That just blew up in their faces and really didn't further anything. So I read, a, I was reading a bunch of stuff for and against the movie. Go ahead. Okay. You, you were? What were you reading? I, I, I thought you gave me the wait sign no, and no. then said go ahead. That was very confusing. The one thing I will say is that it did give us something. It was way, way too long to give us it, but Benicio in the ship, he's like, oh, let's see who owned this. Looks like, ooh, an arms dealer sold it to your empire. Ooh, and your republic. Ooh, yeah. things aren't always black and white like yeah. you like to think they are. So mm-hmm. it really expanded the universe and the morality, the murkiness yes. of the morality around it. So I'll, and this this my point ties into a larger a larger concept where I'm kind of waffling, shocking, I'm waffling on something. <laughs> but I thought initially I was like, yeah, I don't this is a whole this is great and visually whatever and yada yada yada, but you just went through an entire giant thing that failed, didn't push the plot forward and you wasted our time. And I had not considered, to what you were saying, is that a, a very large theme of this movie was failure. Mm-hmm. And now that I go back and think on that, like, so I actually, I think it was Heg that brought that up to me. I was like, oh, fuck, that's true. Because so many, like, you, so often you see the heroes ride in on the white horses and, yep. or the rebels who are, oh, this guy, he's a wild, he's a loose cannon, you know, and then their plan ends up saving the day. You know, Die Hard is a perfect sure, example of yeah. the loose cannon who goes against the system and saves the day. It was actually interesting to see that you know these people don't always like sometimes the plan <laughs> these wild plans don't always work and sometimes if you stay the course shit does work out you know and or that's exactly what Leia told Poe right from, exactly from the get go yeah mm-hmm. and that so that was yeah that was an interesting I I had not considered that a large theme of the movie and to a point you made earlier too I can't remember specifically what it was but it, it was it's failure is a was a, a reoccurring theme for this yeah mm-hmm. um, Ray. Or sorry, Ren and Snoke. I thought that was perfect. The Sith rule of two: there can be only two—a master and an all apprentice. Right, first of all, can we just put that rule to bed? Like that's a, that's a dumb rule. That was that came out in the prequels. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. I agree, but <laughs> Ren followed the Sith code and the Sith ideology to a T. Wait until you see the moment to strike. Strike your master. Start the cycle over again. You become the master, get an apprentice. I would also add on top of that, uh, you know, they keep talking about how Kylo Ren is wants to be Vader or was expected to be the new Vader and all this sort of stuff. And I would say that he surpassed Vader and that he did kill his master and became more powerful than his master because Vader never killed the Emperor. Well, technically he did. He did, but then just died. It, but he did. He right, died. Yeah. 
but that yeah, was his final act. Exactly. So Rick. Kylo Ren was able to surpass Vader yeah. and become more powerful. So okay, so I would say, by the way, Adam Driver's performance was probably the best because you see that oh, struggle yeah. the whole time yeah. on him. Yeah. So to your point, Doug, like he surpassed him. Okay. Since we're at the midway point, I will say, of these eight movies. <laughs> This is what I wrote. Transitioning from an explicitly Skywalker saga into something far bigger and better, finally. <laughs> mm-hmm. I bet at the end of nine, he will sacrifice himself. His final moment will be turning to the light to save Ray or save something to be like, okay, now let's actually burn it all down and you guys start anew. Mm-hmm. I'll be the final Sith or Jedi user, Force user, mm-hmm. according to the old dogma. You guys do that and that will lead them into the next three movies. Interesting. Which Ryan Johnson is going to be doing too. Yeah, which I think will be fantastic. The next three movies that are in 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 line with, the, like in the linear no. storyline? No, he specifically said, I went to Kathleen Kennedy and I said, let's do th- another trilogy that is just out there in the Star Wars universe that isn't tied to Skywalkers. The dream like, that I've always had. Exactly. So right. I think this, will, this is where the Skywalker story is done mm-hmm. and it opens up so much more. Yeah. Yes, I would agree with that. Well, I, yeah, go ahead, Justin. No, I was going to say the one. One of the things that I uh, so again in these articles that I was reading, one of the things that someone brought up and <clears throat> that I did kind of one of the bones of contention I, I hold with this movie is that it did seem in a, to a point it seemed like Disney was basically setting up setting themselves up like the whole movie was basically one giant setup. For them to be able to make movies until we're all put in our graves, yeah. like it, well, yeah, you can continue. Yeah. And I just, there's part of me that wanted them to not set that up in these movies. Wrap this up, make it kind of like Christopher Nolan's Batman. It sits on a sh- you can still make Batman movies, but that one sits on a shelf by itself, right? Nothing. No, there's no carryovers. There's no lead in twos. Like that one kind of sits that, in its own little bubble. That it's, might it's a happen set. with the next episode. I don't well, but we've already seen. So again, at the end of the at the end of the movie, the kid who like grabs the broom with the force. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, right there. There's your next twenty years. If you mm-hmm. wanted to, you could literally have that kid lock a kid into a contract and mm-hmm. have him in Star Wars movies for twenty years. So like, it seemed like all these like Luke dying, Ray getting set up, this kid, all these other like, it seemed like they were doing all these things to set themselves to move forward with these characters. I kind of want them to just wrap all these characters up in a bow, be done with it. And then move on to a, a brand new area of the, of the galaxy. Part of the exactly. Galaxy. Yeah. Maybe in a completely different time. That's what I'm saying. Like, go back to the old Republic. Then, like, do some like you and I were talking like some like old night shit. Like yeah. that would be really cool to see. Yeah. Like, the early early shit. Oh yeah. Or flash forward. Where are we? Like in quote unquote present day or something. Like, you know, I I just feel like <laughs> not that long ago in a galaxy <laughs> really far away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I just I just feel like they're I want I just. I don't understand. I, I understand from a business perspective. Yes, you you absolutely absolutely want to milk this for as much as you can because this is an insanely profitable franchise. You paid four and a half billion dollars for it, and you're gonna make you know yeah. the world's amount of money for it. Yep. You know, like it's. It, but speaking of milk, yeah. Oh God, <laughs> the green fucking really yeah. really unnecessary. That was a really unnecessary callback. It was a fun call. He could have just had a glass of green milk, right? Instead of blue milk, right? It was a callback to the blue milk, right? Absolutely, yeah. Just um, basically looking at the camera, dead in the camera, and winking at the camera. Yeah, it, <laughs> may as may as he, well have just done that. That creature that was so unnecessary. Yep. 
it was supposed to be humorous, but it came off just like a little perverted because he had this like kinky look on his face, like, <laughs> yeah, why yeah. me drink this? Yeah, he's also drinking it very sloppily. It's yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. Like, it's in his beard. He's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, and dude, swallow the milk first before you talk. Okay, so I don't know if you guys have ever been around cows or when they're being milked, they do make sounds, but it's more mm-hmm. like the relief of pain. Oh, because so, yeah. it can be painful for them, right, to, to have so much milk. This sound this creature made was more like pleasurey, like <laughs> right. And then that like look over the shoulder to yeah. Ram, just like, <laughs> like you see this, yeah, you see what I'm getting. You want some? I like it when you watch. <laughs> um, to real quick to touch on what you're saying, Justin, milk uh, my udder. I I like what they did with this because um, the idea that um, they're setting up, I think, something potentially really great for episode nine, okay. which is. None of the old characters exist. And the people that have to lead this new rebellion, because that's what this is going to be. It's going to be a new rebellion because none yeah. of the old allies responded because this rebellion is essentially done. So you're going to need someone like Poe to lead. You're going to need someone like Finn to take over. Ray is going to have to... She's the force. <clears throat> she's the Jedi person now. You now get to see these new characters take the lead and move forward. And I'll be curious to see what happens at the end of that movie. And I love the idea that they smash through the goddamn bloodlines to basically be like, anyone can be a Jedi. And I love what they did with Ray's parents being yes. nobodies. Yes. Because yes. they're nobodies. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Anybody could be a hero, just like the kid at the end of the movie. Right. Yeah. And that's a subtle way of them clearing the way right. for the rest of their universe where it's like, we can still have a nice conclusion to this story. And then go on beyond that right. in the yeah. next trilogy. I think I got a little choked up with that ending scene with the kid, too, because I was that age, roughly, maybe, when I first started binge-watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you fell in love. Yeah. With, yeah. And it was very subtle, the way he used the force and everything like yeah. that. Which I had literally the... missed the first time. I might have been, like, eating popcorn or something. I yeah. saw it, and I was like, wait, he used the force, didn't he? That was I awesome. was like, yeah. that's very really, really cleverly cool. Cleverly done, yeah. I, uh, the decoder ring, I was like, he could have gotten away with yeah. that. Right. Or gone away with that. I was, well, like, that you know, like the way he was holding the, the, the you know. Well, the f- okay. all right, I got to talk about this real quick just because I love it so much. But the thing I love so much, because a lot of people, I think, actually, you know what? Is it cool if I go through some of my notes? Do Is it. Is that okay? Do it. Yeah. Do it. We're Let running me. out of time. I know. We are, yeah, yeah. We are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're running oh! out of time. All right, I have a very... Big one to, to say, okay. which I'll, I'll... Two big ones, but go ahead, Doug. All right, so a couple of things. Uh, I'm going to talk about... So first of all, I watched this awesome video on YouTube uh, from the Cosmonaut Variety Hour. Uh, it's from an, uh, a video called The Last Jedi, the most polarizing Star Wars movie. <laughs> and he talked about some things that people didn't like. Some that were rational, some that were irrational. So here are the things that were considered rational problems. First one, Finn is not used properly. So they said that he has the same arc as Force Awakens, where he basically is trying to run away and find something to fight for, and he basically does the same thing in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, okay, cool. Uh, too many jokes. A lot of them said they were out of place and it affected the tone. I'm like, meh. That was one of my notes. I said, was it too funny? I was like, meh. I think it definitely was abrasive at times, but I was I was, I was, was fine with it. So you, you watch Empire... It was hilarious with Yoda, like sure. beating on R two and going well, yeah. around, and that yeah. was funny. But I can we can we yeah. expand some of these of points for yeah. for a moment? Uh, uh, I I almost I almost agree though that it was it was jokes that's it was almost as if it sacrificed the movie for the joke. 
Like, it, I, was, I, it I agree. wasn't natural. Like, it yeah. felt like you were, they were trying to, like, just fucking ram sure, those jokes yeah. in there. Because basically, we've set the we've set up cinema now in these these kinds of movies with and I and in and here look this is people who have listened to the podcast for a while I you're gonna shit your you, Bob and Hag basically who have always <laughs> called me out for being one sided I'm gonna say I blame Marvel for this mm-hmm. is that you have to be funny now in these type of movies you have to have an unnecessary amount of humor mm-hmm. I think in order people expect that now yeah talking about like you know. Um, Get, or uh, what's the word you've been using about Super expectations? Expectations. Exactly. Yeah. Like you, people expect this now, and that's something that I feel like all these movies feel like they have to give you, because uh, look at the last Thor movie. Mm-hmm. Thor in the first two movies did not have that humor, and now all of a sudden they're like, oh, hold on. Do you guys like this better now? Yeah. Like we're gonna switch it over. Is this good? Is this I good also now? attribute some of that to that director specifically, but agreed. But I yeah. feel like that's that is it is getting more and more mm-hmm. like it's almost like a rom com. You mm-hmm. know, like it's like a comedy now. Yep. Like and it, so some of that I feel like did for me detract from the movie because I was like that joke didn't happen naturally. You really fucking agreed. That some in. of it did feel out of place. Yeah. Like it wasn't wasn't it didn't fit right with the tone. What else you got, Doug? Uh, next one. Story is bad. Uh, some people are arguing that it's uh, <laughs> large. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll break it down. Some people are saying that it's basically one big chase scene. To that, I say, what was Empire Strikes Back? One big chase scene. Yeah. Uh, they said Laura Dunn's character, uh, Dern's ter- char- character, doesn't tell anyone the plan to get away from the First Order, which is really stupid. Because again, I think these are weak points, but whatever. Um, you know, it just it was just a bad bad story. Uh, failure is a great theme, but not all characters learn the right thing. So the story attempts to tell that tells attempts to tell a story about every character failing, but it's clunky and it's hard to follow. Like some character, uh, like, yeah, I could see that. Which yeah. leads into Poe Dameron is an idiot. Um, <laughs> he causes the deaths of a large part of the Rebel fleet at the beginning of the movie, and he gets a slap on the face, and then a demotion. <laughs> that's it. And then he incites a space mutiny and is merely stunned and put on a shuttle. And no one was, and they're like, "Oh, that Poe." They're like, "I like him. Yeah, he's a good one." Uh, it's like, okay, so uh, he started a space mutiny. <laughs> oh, even though, like, you know, he's failing, but he's not really learning, uh, sort of stuff. And then, of course, we talked about the casino planet is dumb, could have been skipped entirely. Uh, the alien horse race isn't needed at all. Yeah, I agree. I was <laughs> sitting right next to Doug when when we were when we were in there, and the minute. That they were looking like the minute she's like, look at this, and they were looking out at the track. <laughs> Doug just goes, I heard Doug go. Ugh. I go, oh no, is it uh, a pod race? <laughs> it was immediately. I knew what you were doing too. No, I was it, like, was, it was. It you was got there. so nervous about that. You're like, crap, like, we're fucking doing it again. Remember the just terribly shittily shoehorned in like. You don't want to sell me any death sticks. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it was that same. Yeah, from episode two. Yeah, yeah I hated that. All right, here's some feedback from irrational Star Wars fans. Uh, they did not like how Luke was portrayed. Uh, they think he's acting out of character because the last time we see Luke was the end of Return of the Jedi. Fully realized Jedi just brought peace to the galaxy. And they think that um, he should be the super power, all-powerful, positive character. Uh, they most likely want to see Luke... Um, from the books, he's like overpowered. Yeah, like that's all expanded universe stuff. Yeah, where he's just yeah. I think that's what they were expecting. So they most likely want to see Luke actually use his lightsaber to destroy the New Order uh, forces on the Salt Planet. But Luke becomes so powerful that he projects himself across the galaxy and saves the day without actually fighting. As my brother puts it, a truly powerful Jedi should not be judged solely on their dueling skills. They should have powers that allow them to not even fight. Yeah. 
right. which I thought was an incredibly powerful moment where it was like, uh, that's why I think Yoda wielding a lightsaber was really off-putting. Yeah. In the prequels, I'm like, no, 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 this guy doesn't need to use a lightsaber. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> seeing Luke uh, having a fleeting thought of killing Kylo Ren and then regret it humanizes the character. And I think a lot of people were looking for this infallible, yeah, right. never wrong, always perfect character. Which Luke t- addresses in the fucking movie exactly. when he says, yeah. you know, look, look, there's this legend that gets built up and that's not, a, that's not it. Which leads on to the next thing that it's also interesting to see Luke deal with his very own legend. Right. He resents it. Though most of the, through most of the movie, but then realizes that being a hero can be used as a weapon to bring people together. Which is such a beautiful meta F you right to the fanboys. Exactly. Right, I love yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. He creates the spark that will fuel the rebellion moving forward. Yep. Which makes that last scene when those kids are talking about with the figurines. I'm yeah. like, this is happening all over the galaxy. I've said this same sentence five times, and every time I say that, I get goosebumps. I just got it again. But literally just imagining the entire world, because no one answered the call. Mm-hmm. Right. But people are, who haven't heard from Luke for decades hear that you Luke Skywalker... Myth, like, Luke, what? He's one real Luke man? Skywalker shows up and fights off an entire, like, mechanical battalion of New Order forces. Like, people are by like... By himself. By himself. That took a, a barrage of fire straight on and, and then walked out of the... Hole, right on... Yeah, <laughs> took it in the face and, and walked, walked out of the hole. And walked out and basically spat in the face of the New Order. That's what's going to fuel yeah. the New Rebellion. Yeah. Uh, next thing. Uh, we kind of talked about it, but Snoke and Ray get no explanation. People are mad that Snoke just dies and we don't know who he is. Snoke's existence is used to develop characters as, that we know. Uh, and the same reference, like, we didn't know much about the Emperor. Counterpoint, that just proves there's tons of Force users out there. Exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Very true. Uh, people are mad that race parents are nobodies. Uh, if they were somebody we know, it shrinks the universe. Uh, this real reveal also... Who was uh, Vader's mom? Right. A nobody. Exactly. Christine. Who, who <laughs> Christine was, nobody. Who was Vader's dad? Hank. Uh, this reveal also shirks your expectations. Again, like, oh, we expect some big reveal. They're nobodies. Uh, when Kylo Ren comes from a bloodline of heroes, but turns out to be a villain, while Rey comes from nobody and is a powerful hero. Uh, it's nice to see the Force being mystified again and yes. not be about bacteria in your fucking blood. I like blood. that. Well, that, that, was, that was something that I read that art. Was, they, were, yeah. they were saying, you know, it was nice that Luke gave Rey an entire... You know, an entire lesson in the Force, and not once did he mention microorganisms, you know? Exactly. Midriff chlorines. And this one, this guy went bonkers when he brought this up. Uh, Apparently, a lot of uh, nerds are saying that the hyperdrive kamikaze scene uh, is not possible. Apparently, they're uh, saying, you know what? Let's. You're right. Let's bring it back to reality for a second. <laughs> they're like, um, uh, a ship wouldn't be able to destroy a fleet this way. Um... And his response to that is, this is a movie about space wizards. Get over it. <laughs> he loses his mind for about a minute. Right. He's like, are you fucking shitting me? This is a fictional movie. Stop using fictional facts to yeah. get to this. And he's right. like, actually, I can pull up real facts that tells you that, yes, this can do this. Here's how. And he references episode four where Luke's like, just jump to hyperspace. And Han's like, this ain't like crop dust and stuff, kids. Oh, yeah. This is super dangerous. You don't do this right. <laughs> Bad fly right into a black hole or something. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oops, a couple other things here. Uh, why people like the movie. It you changes. don't have to be so excited. We no. have as much time as we need, really. <laughs> uh, why people like this movie. It changes the Star Wars formula. Yes. Um, Force Awakens. You know, People are like, oh, this is the new hope. Uh, but they were mad about it. Yep. And I'm willing to bet those same people were mad that this didn't meet their expectations. Yep. So 
such things as heroes act like assholes, like Luke. Yeah. And villains do heroic things, like Kylo Ren. Han was a scoundrel. He's like, I got my money, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you scruffy Later nerf herder. The only purely evil or good character was Snoke, and he died. Mm-hmm. So, what does that Kylo tell was you? was pretty close to pure good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it had great and strong themes, like the big things about failure. Uh, yeah. I loved the idea of what it means to be a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved just the idea of hope. All that sort of stuff was very, very powerful. Um, it also changed the status quo for Episode Nine. So when we leave everyone, the New Order very much controls the galaxy, but it's being run by an unstable man with a lightsaber and a weasel-like general, while the Resistance is beat to shit and basically needs to be reformed as a new rebellion. How much did you love that dynamic between Hux and Ren? <laughs> and at the end where he's like, starts to go for his gun, right. and he wakes up, he's like, mm, nope, not doing that. Okay. Yep. Never hey, mind, never welcome. mind, never mind. Okay, hey, <laughs> long live the Supreme Leader. <laughs> um, with all the older characters dead, the new characters uh, have to lead so they will get to do everything on their own. Yep. So we're now going to see what's Poe Dameron going to do on his own leading this? What's Ray going to do on her own? What's yeah. Finn going to do on his own? Um, and it changed concepts that the audience found comfort in. So infallible heroes, big evil villains, and a big lightsaber fight at the end. None of this happened in The Last Jedi. A lot of the a lot of Luke's lyrics were practically double entendre, like meta double entendres yeah. to the audience. Like, this isn't going to go the way you think it is. Right. Or even yeah. Kylo Ren saying, burn it all down. Burn the past. Yeah, let old uh, things uh, die. It almost was like him telling that to us. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. just guys, let it go. Now, right. I will say to the, the lightsaber battle, we, yes, we didn't have lightsaber. We didn't have saber on saber action, but we did have... A very satisfying well, lightsaber battle. Epic lightsaber. Like it was a lightsaber. So to say we didn't have a lightsaber battle is, is fallible. Touch, like I would sticks, say, but they. A I would say we're dual. I would say right, but yeah. we saw fucking we saw some de- death and destruction with some lightsabers. Which, by the way, this was probably the most violent because there were heads getting lopped off, yeah. like through the face, like chopped, like limbs and everything just whacked. It was great. Right. Yeah, I loved it. So two things. Sure. Two um, of the most. Underrated and and complex characters have been given such disservice in The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Admiral Akbar, <laughs> The Porgs. I am, I am talking about none other than Lando Calrissian. Where is he? Is he dead? What's happening with him? I mean, oh, yeah. He, he died a of diabetes a more, long time ago. More the diabetes. The diabetes. Got such him. a morally complex character with agendas and everything pushing him in different directions, which was fantastic. You see him at the end of Return of the Jedi fly, exploding the Death Star with Chewie, which leads me to Chewie. Chewie, his best friend of 60 years, dies, and they don't focus anything at all on him. He's basically a tertiary character that barely shows up in The Last Jedi. That's, and I would argue he's a tertiary character in the other movies, too. Uh, that Yeah, but they've shown... Nian Nub, I think that's the guy's name, twice now. The guy that was flying with Lando mm-hmm. in that. In that. Uh, Bubblegum face? Yes. Uh, okay. Chewie was involved five different times taking down the Empire. He's been, he's been pretty critical, right? Probably the most critical character in all of Star Wars for taking down stuff. And, <laughs> and they, that's a they don't point. focus on him at all. And I, I, getting away from the Skywalkers, I hope they get away from the humans a little bit and start to expand... A little bit more in episode nine or the trilogies or the 
Star Wars stories back and forth, right? Maybe they'll do it with the Han Solo story. Focus oh, a lot more with. Um, we're not talking about. The, we had a verbal agreement <laughs> and a written one. We were not going to talk about that um, movie. Okay. I also say I see your point. The character, the lack of character development. See for your Chewie. point. But it'd be a huge disservice to the movie if they focused on Chewie. Not, not focus on him, but show a little like he. You can have a twenty-second scene of him mourning. Han, right? right. Of course. What I'm looking for, Leia. what I'm looking for, is like a two-minute monologue from him, where he just tells tells <laughs> it how it is, office style. So right. he's sitting there, right, just dead to camera. He's like, yeah. When how? <laughs> so what was it like being back in the Falcon again? <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I'd yeah, say another I, character you barely even see is R two. Or three PO, which well, I think that's 3PO. for the best. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but which, by the way, they've—I think they're the ones that have been in the most movies. Um, Fucking George Lucas. <laughs> so let me pose this. At, let me the, the kind of we'll wrap it up with this. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. My last thing, which is probably the most important, Star Wars music is probably another character in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And John Williams has been there through all of it. And he is now 85 years old. Right. I don't know how much longer he's going to be around. And the music was never addressed once. (laughs) It was a weird, silent movie. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Going forward, once he kicks it, I don't know of any composer that could step in. Hans Zimmer. Unless they... Not a chance. Hans Zimmer. Uh, you know what I mean, though? No, I absolutely do. That, I he's, don't. He's, he's got such a... He's, he, it's so stylized. Yeah, yeah. Hans. Well, no we problem. will. Or Henry Jackman. Again. Or... Hugh Jackman? No. <laughs> Hugh Jackman's <laughs> brother-in-law? Yeah. yeah. Henry Jackman? Henry, Henry Jackman. Wouldn't uh, be his brother-in-law. That wouldn't make sense. And there's another guy. John, I think John Roberts is another guy who does really good stuff. John right, Powell. Good, John Powell. Good stuff, but can they emulate what... The magic that we, Henry we Jackman did the Winter Soldier, great, and John Powell did both the H- Born hum Supremacy. Come the, the Winter Th- Soldier theme for me, yeah, right now. What are you fucking shitting me? Go, go. I forgot. That was when. Thank you. That was when Kirk and Spock battle. No, I. I was also going to say that's not humming. Pretty sure that's a Tim Burton thing. Yeah. Fuck you guys. That's totally it. That's that was so sweeping and moving and and elegant. I you're right. I stand corrected. You're right. Henry Horton, what's his name again? Oh my god. Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins totally. He also did totally step in. Wreck It Ralph. Which is just a goddamn great 8-bit soundtrack. John Powell did The Born Supremacy, and he also did How to Train Your Fucking Dragon. Oh, that's the, why the you're into him. All right. Supremacy. Yeah. Right and now. The, and The Born Supremacy. Hum the theme from it. From, from Born, Born Supremacy? How to Train Your Dragon. I know you oh, will. Yeah, yeah, we know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we know that, yeah. All fucking day. No, but I would say that is a very valid point. I don't know. It, it, that's going to be very interesting because he has such a style to him that it's going to be interesting to see someone else try to come in and do they try to emulate that sound or do they try to make it their own or do they try to marry the two? It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because every character has not just their own theme, but there's merit. There's like the Han and Leia theme. Yeah. But there's also a Han theme. There's right. the Finn theme. There's the Rey theme. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to be... It'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. So I will throw this out there uh, as kind of an, an overarching thought. Um, 
and it, we kind of already addressed it in in your notes. Um, so, there one of the biggest con- um, criticisms that I'd heard was that it someone had said that people could go from watching episode seven to watching episode nine without seeing eight and not really miss much. Like they could probably pick up where they left off. And they're saying that episode eight doesn't really serve to further the plot in any significant way. Wow, I would say now, those people um, stick your head up your own head. That's hugely dependent on what happens in 9. Fair, but, fair. And like again, that is, it, that's very presumptuous because that's, you know, that is presuming that you know what the fuck's going to happen in the next movie, and yeah. you don't. Yeah. So, yeah. But to what they were saying, essentially what they were saying, and so take, take that emotion, what you just felt out of it, what they're essentially saying is you started in one place, it's a rebel base under siege. You end in another place. You end in the same place, a rebel base under siege. You don't have any growth. You don't have any forward movement. You don't have any change in your situation. And it is bookended with a slow motion chase until someone runs out of fuel. Do you want to take this one or do you want me to start? I'll Te- let you, I'll technically, let you go. they ended on a ship just like in The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Fair. And not only any ship, the Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. Which means the new rebellion, the spark is so small, it's like a handful of people that could fit exactly. on the Millennium Falcon. Absolutely, yeah. So, but yes, but taking the literal ending of the movie out, you you see what the ju- the larger point is. I'm right. not saying yeah, I agree I with I it. Guess. I'm just putting it out there as a discussion. Point. I'm just like being a Doug. Uh, I think it's. Uh, Did you say you're just being a Doug. That's perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I th- I think that's a very shallow yeah look at that. I'm like you could you could get very simple for most things. What is most of the original trilogy, the empires chasing the rebellion. Right, it strikes mm-hmm. back. It it you know you have that opening sequence in 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 A New Hope. We have a a fight a battle there. Uh, you have Empire Strikes Back, which is essentially the Empire chasing people the whole time. Yeah. Uh, you have Return of the Jedi. Like it's a lot of the same stuff. Right, but not over- literally a space race until someone runs out of fuel. Like I think that was an awesome. I mean, literal now. Again, I don't. I'm not I saying I oh, agree I know, with. This. I know. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm saying. Like, I think that was an awesome mechanic. It reminded me a lot of Battlestar Galactica. Right. Yeah. Where instead of going, we have 18 hours to stop the Star Killer base before it consumes another sun and then fires out. The, it's like, uh, we can't get away, uh, but they also can't catch us. Right. So we literally have 18 hours of fuel. I think that's awesome. Yeah. No, it was it was a I, great it was a great way to literally put a timer on something. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it, it it makes it seem like oh cool this is like they can't what are you gonna do right and it puts your it gives your your characters an opportunity to try and get through that situation which is where you have Poe Dameron doing the space mutiny mm-hmm. uh, you know you've got all these different things and I was right. like to just say that nothing happens I was like okay I guess if you're looking at purely locations um, <laughs> so here's what I'll say to that. My thought on that was I understand what their I understand what their point is. If you look at the broader overarching storyline of this movie, yes, nothing happens. You start in one place, you end in the exact same place, and it's it's bookended with this kind of like what what is described what is t- described as a very boring thing. But except, to, except for Ren, he had quite the character development in this one. Let me finish. Okay. So in the overarching on the the very 30,000, mm-hmm. you know, foot view of it. Yes. I think what that person fails to see is that the movie is not an overarching storyline. It is made up of very small independent storylines that are really what the foundation of that movie is. Which is also called a story. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. Which I looked at that person going, great, you are just complaining for the sake of complaining, is yeah. what I would tell that person yes. if, if that were the case. Because I'm like, you can look at any story from any movie, any book from 30,000 feet and be like, Harry Potter went to school and then he left school. And then the next book, he started school and then he left school. It's like, yeah, yeah. Shit happens right. in, in between. between. Right. Like things happen in these different groups and these dip- different pockets. There's growth that happens. It's like, oh, they were getting a space chase and they were attacked and then they were space chase and they got attacked. I'm like, yeah. And their fleet got destroyed. <laughs> their resistance was massively depleted. You have all these people that learned all these different things. Ray learned who her parentage is. Kylo Ren becomes all the things. So I think it's really, really, I think disingenuous to look at it from such a broad angle. I mean, I could sum up Huck Finn with, he goes on a raft and then he comes home. Yeah. <laughs> there was, I mean, what, what was the, what happened there? Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know my school. Says a word, read. says a word he shouldn't say. <laughs> says a lot, says a word he shouldn't <laughs> say very much. I mean, you could say, I, there was actually a site that would sum up stuff in like a sentence, like these yeah. really classic things. Mm-hmm. And it, it would do it that way. It's almost so like I, a humorous way. Yeah. yeah. And I would look at that. I'm like, Okay, cool. So, how far back do you want to go to super simplify this story? Go right ahead. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. To that, I say okay. Uh, and I, I think if you think you can skip, I asked someone asked me to go. Doug, do you think I could just watch episode eight? I haven't seen any of the other movies, but do you think I can <laughs> yeah. just watch it as a standalone? <laughs> like none of the movies. Okay, do you think I can watch it as a standalone movie? I'm like, okay, well, you could pr- maybe get away with watching episode seven first because it's directly connected, but. There's probably a lot of stuff that you're not going to get, and they're like, well, if I have to watch episode seven, then I don't want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this isn't like a Marvel movie we can get away with watching Popping as a standalone yeah. and just not getting all the little Easter eggs. I'm like, this, this is very is much a kinda, part of a series. Kind of contingent on all the yeah. movies that came before it right. and that sort of regard. So I think that's just people being shitty. Yeah, I would agree. You could just totally skip it and go right to that. I'm like, have fun with that. Where'd Snow go? Yeah. That's like <laughs> jumping right into Infinity War. Right. Like, right. Where's yeah. Luke? <laughs> What's He's not going, in Infinity War. <laughs> what's happening here? Uh, but I do have to say also my, my real favorite part, too, was the fact that the last Infinity Gem was in this movie so that we know that <laughs> Thanos is going to have to come and steal it from the First Order. Yeah, it was in Luke's saber. Yeah. You, you yeah, didn't know that. It wasn't yeah. a kyber crystal. It was, it was an Infinity Stone. It was the Soul Gem. You guys didn't realize that? No, you, you listeners are dummies. Read a fucking book, listeners. <laughs> right. Or you, the other thing you could do is you could debate in a... We made it, guys. We're here. Holy shit. We made it. I feel like there's so much more left unsaid, but uh, it's okay. Too. I need a drink of water. Go for it. Yeah, I feel like we covered it all. <laughs> Nailed it. As we all drink water. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, I had a couple uh, different throwdown ideas, uh, but throughout the course of us talking, uh, some of them were proved to be stupid. So... <laughs> We won't do them. Um, like, you can, you know, let's take just a regular cargo ship versus a fleet of Imperial forces. Hyperdrive. Can't, you, can't, you can't do it. It's yeah. just, it just can't happen. Incidentally, uh, back to that point real quick. Doug and I were talking about one thing that we loved from a, if you want to talk about real physics standpoint, like the fact that there was no sound during that. Oh, yeah. Completely devoid of any 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 and all audio. I thought that was awesome. Cause this movie really brought it back to George's, like, uh, Japanophile roots, yeah. how he loved all that different samurai stuff, like yeah. the, the yeah. emperor's or the Snoke's guards. Mm-hmm. Um, the imagery was very anime esque yeah. during yeah. that scene. Yeah, this was probably one of the most beautiful Star Wars, actually. 
Yeah. Just from yeah. You, you, many scenes, you could just pause and print it out and frame Agreed. It. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so today we are going to do um, Mr. Darth Vader in his prime. We're yeah. talking end of Rogue One, beginning of last uh, A New Hope, okay. right? Prime, prime Vader, uh, prime ass kicking Vader against uh, post Snoke Kylo Ren. Snoke, not Snoke. Snoke Kylo Ren. Where I feel he is not his fully realized self, but I feel like he has realized enough to usurp his uh, his. Master. Are we sticking with the cinematic universe? I think we should. I think yeah, we have yeah, to. Yeah, have to. Because we don't, we haven't seen Kylo Ren in the non cinematic. No, universe, but right? I was like, but you could pull stuff from Vader from the non cinematic. Even universe. right, but that's not that's not apples to apples still. Like you, because I mean, you you don't have a non non canon like well, lineage of. But things I'm saying to, if like if we go all throughout the Star Wars quote unquote. Universe, right? I could pull examples from where Vader did you know, this, and did destroyed that. entire squadrons of you know whatever, right? But I said we don't have that available for Kylo Ren. Well, so that's what I'm, I'm saying. If I'm we, saying we need to. It needs to be. To it needs to be a film. Sure. Like, what we have versus what we have. Cool. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm gonna say Vader simply because when he fights Luke in Empire, he's throwing stuff all over, using the Force and his saber. Kylo used the Force a little. Just for like a force pull to grab a saber. But you know what he did in, in Force Awakens is he did that stasis. He froze, you know. The laser beam? He, he froze Poe and he froze Ray, which I don't know why he didn't use again in this, but whatever. Um, Where did oh, he freeze them? He, he, uh, I the remember very, the laser, but I don't remember Poe and Ray. When she, uh, well, in the, 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 the first one, like, Donna, yeah, when Poe. she's running around in the woods with a gun and he yeah. finds her and freezes her and he's like, let's get on the ship and he mm. makes her go to sleep. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so uh, he does have that which we've never seen. But he's never really used it in fighting. No, the force in fighting. Yeah. I guess that's that's why I think Vader would, because I, th- I feel like if you said like in his prime, like twenty years more of studying the dark side and maybe the light side too, and learning and practicing. Yeah. Because I Vader, feel like Ren has the potential to out Vader to, Vader. Uh, to out Vader Vader. I, yeah, I, I would agree. But if you say like. Episode nine, Ren. Yeah, if it's six months later, two years later, I'd still see. Which, by the way, I would say in episode nine, Kylo Ren should be one of the most terrifying. Yes, figures he should be ever. I, I feel like Vader has such battle experience, and he's so stable. You're right. His battle experience is like unmatched. Yeah, yeah. from and, his and, young and days as Anakin to when he became Vader. Like, yeah, and he's also pretty measured when we when we meet him too. Like yeah. he's he's leveled himself out into the dark side pretty nicely. Whereas Kylo Ren is just so fucking erratic. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. hasn't quite figured out exactly what I think he can do. Yeah, or what he could become. Yeah, and I think he would be so starstruck to see Vader. Yeah, that he would. Probably well, that's a fair point too. Be out of his. He probably wouldn't be focused at all. Yeah, even if he tried to freeze him or something, I think feel like Vader could break out of it. Yeah, yeah. Vader would probably use that. Be like, oh no, I'm frozen. Ha! <laughs> you're you're dead. I feel like Vader would would I would again. It would be a complete uh, imbalance. Like Vader would be so calm and measured, and Ren would be so fucking like at the top of his emotional range. You know what? That I feel like Vader would just be like, you need. To chill. It, it would it would it would go down just like Vader and Luke in Return of the Jedi. Oh, when he's, where just, he's so ah! emotional, freaking yeah. out. Yeah, unless he somehow got the better of him. A la. I still feel like Ren Ren is uh, more advanced at this point than Luke was at that point, though. I feel like I feel like if you put Luke then and Ren side to side, I feel like Ren would destroy him. 
Ooh, let's do that throw. That, that's a good one. Luke from Return of the Jedi versus Kylo Ren. No, wait, to the Return of the Jedi, or was that yeah. Empire Strikes Back? No, at the end of Empire, or at the end of Return of the Jedi, when when he's in the throne room. Oh, flight. right, 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 right. When he's that when Luke? he's on the. Uh, oh, no, yeah. no, that's when Vader's on Luke with the. I'm sorry, I'm getting confused. Justin, I want you to take a breath, and then I want you to think about what you say very carefully next, because if you get this wrong, I'm going to slap you across your mouth. In Empire, Vader cuts off. Luke's hand. Right. In Return of the Jedi, Luke returns a favor and cuts his hand off. Right. Right before he picks up the Emperor and throws it. And Luke goes berserk when Vader says he's oh, you have a sister. So like he's if using you can't the force turn... to see it inside him and mm-hmm. which I don't know if Ren has the wherewithal to do that in well, the Well he can force Skype with Ray, so I mean <laughs> I feel who, like So who had who who had Someone was pinned on the railing, and someone was just fucking beating the fuck Justin, out of him. Justin, I want you to answer the question. Shut the fuck up. Just tell me the fucking you, answer. That was Luke. All right, thank you. Luke, Luke was Shut doing up, that to, to Vader. <laughs> Luke was doing that to Vader um, when he's like, yeah, I'll just kill you, and I'll turn your sister. He's like, Okay. Ah! Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. And that's when he dipped his toe into the dark side, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> good. But then he opens up his vest, and it's like, light, because he's the light side. He shed the darkness, and he's now the light. Um, sorry, it sounds like a Christian that, but, rock album. No, no. Yeah. So, have I convinced you that Vader would probably win? Oh, I, I absolutely think Vader. Would okay, win. so yeah. Yeah. however, you're that, in, you're in the Vader camp too. That absolutely. Luke versus Ren now. Mm, let's get into that. Yeah, yeah. So, so Luke from Return of the Jedi versus Kylo Ren now. He's pretty realized at Return of the Jedi. Uh, he is pretty realized, I but he's not also fully, but still he's not fully there. because he has to still confront Vader. Before he becomes a fully realized Jedi. No, I say at the end, after he's dragged him off and takes him on his ship and everything. So pre-crazy Luke. Mm-hmm. Post-Vader Luke. Post-Vader Luke. Post-Vader, but he hasn't yet established his little yeah. school for school, the... Yeah. School for wizards and witchcraft. School, school and, yeah. for gifted children in upstate New York. Exactly. <laughs> who, who can't read good. Um, so I think uh, that would be interesting... They both probably have roughly the same amount of battle experience. Yes. Um, roughly the same amount of training under Luke under Yoda, mm-hmm. Ren under Luke and Snoke. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luke knows how to force choke. So we know <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, you remember in the beginning of Return of the Jedi when he's walking into Jabba's palace and those pig guards oh, come yes. at him? He waves his finger and they always go like this. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was always like, wait, is he force choking those guys? That's true. I didn't I even... Was like, yeah. So he knows how to do that. Um, but who force jumps is the question. Well, Luke, Luke, does. Luke, Luke knows how to from Empire Strikes Back. Oh, fuck, that's right. Um, but he doesn't know how to force freeze like Kylo does. He does force push. He does force push. Um, he does force pull because he can, you know, get pull his... Pull the saber. Pull the saber. Which Ren can do too. Also. Uh, so I'd say force powers are probably relatively matched. Yeah. Relatively matched. Yeah. Even, um, I would say... Saber skills, because none of them have gotten to the point where they don't need to fight uh, with lightsabers. Right. So, um, I think I might give the edge to Kylo. I'd get, in a saber fight, I'd give it to Luke, to be honest. Really? He fought Vader twice. That's actually a good point. And Vader was like the dominant, well, be, before all the cybernetics. But I would also argue that Kylo is stronger than Vader. That doesn't with his really... lightsaber? Hmm. I know that's a tough one because I was in your camp. I was like, I feel like I would be, I would be on team team Kylo, but because here's the thing too, he lost to, like he got tagged by, because well, you're one of your biggest things in 
The Force Awakens was how he was able to go to, or how Finn was able to go toe to toe with him. Well, I, I, I just watched it today. He was shot three different times before he fought. And I wouldn't <laughs> say he went. I wouldn't say Finn went toe to toe with him. Finn swung. No, a few he got. Times. He got. He swung a few times and got his ass handed to him. Yeah, he swung a few times That's and then because you, you saw him like swinging the blade around, like I'm going to get him real quick here. And yeah. Okay. Okay. Right yeah. at the back. Um, That's fair. Uh, I feel. Based on the fight sequence we see in The Last Jedi where he's taking on, like, three guys at the same time. Yeah. And, I mean, Luke does... Uh, it's just hard because the fight sequences are so different. Because so different, yeah. he does fight the barge on Jabba's, you know, Jabba's palace, you know, that boat. He fights there just fine with a bunch of different dudes. Those are just dudes. a bunch of pirates. But they're like a bunch of pirates. They're not, hardened, they're not, like, you know... I, elite guards. I did just catch, though, when I was watching it on TBS, I did, <laughs> did just catch when he kicks one of them. He yeah. is so wide on his like. Yeah. you can see space between oh. his foot and the dude, yeah. and the dude goes. Ah! Yeah, well, that was a force kick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fuck. Yeah, I would say the only I would advantage love to see the, the only... new choreo- to choreography with the old with the old guard like that would be fucking amazing. That'd be amazing. The only advantage Luke has would be his like emotional maturity. Agreed. But you could also argue that. The rage and un because this is Justin's usual thing the un the <laughs> unstable person while while has 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 a hindrance also has a huge strength at the same time yeah 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 a la Snoopy yep um, <laughs> in the idea that like who Snoopy they, could take Snoke down in a second it's almost like you know you have the ability like you're gonna miss thirty percent of the time but what if you hit you do like seventy five percent more damage yeah. it's gonna be like one of right. those sort of situations um, so. I, I don't know. I do. Man, this is a tough one because I think Luke has seen enough. He's, he's fought Vader twice, lost one, came back, and won one. He's in a good mental state after he's fought Vader because, you know, hey, nothing brings you back to Earth like killing your dad and yeah. lighting him on fire. No, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Yeah, exactly. I'm the dark side. And he's obviously resisted the pull of the dark side, so he does have some strong willpower and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, Kylo is still. I. Th- oh, I yeah, mm. he has mind tricks. But Luke does has mind tricks? Does the dark side not carry more power than the light side? Has that was that a, has that not been established? I think no, they're balanced. Even. Yeah, it's a balance. Because I just thought I, through some I don't know if it was dialogue or something I can't remember, but I thought someone had said like the the dark side goes so much deeper than the light side goes. It's more seductive because it you become more powerful more quickly. Ah, maybe that. Okay. And this was the very first movie that actually, in my opinion, made the dark side seem seductive. Yeah. The others was like, join us, we'll win and rule. It's right. Like, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, I also thought it was interesting that Ray goes to visit the dark side and the dark side has nothing to offer her. Oh, I, I did not catch. That is a good take on That's that. That's a good point. Yeah. Because, because I she didn't... goes down that hole and she's looking to find who her parents are. And, it, she and it's like, look, kid, you're on your own. Because And Luke was so pissed off because he's like, the dark side called you. You didn't even resist. You just went right there. But at the end of the day, the dark because dark side offers power. Yeah. It offers something and it had nothing to offer her. Fuck, I did not even make the connection. I feel like a fucking I don't know if I... This podcast. I, I did not make the connection between Luke going into... Going into the hole to fight, mm-hmm. I'd fudge. Yeah, that was yeah, too. which yeah. he failed that test altogether too. Yep. Yeah, originally. So, yeah, interesting. I did not. Hmm. Um, I, I'm kind of. This is going to be a slight. It's really tough. I think I might just have to give it to Luke, barely because because I think coming away after fighting Vader, your father, 
and putting him in the dirt, setting him on fire, and then also... Then have an Ewok jamboree. Have an Ewok jamboree, <laughs> which we all regret. And then... No. 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 See, he can, he can hum that thing. He can hum that fucking... Jesus Christ. Um, I think Hans Zimmer didn't write that. Though. No, he did not write that because his would have been like. Imagine a fully realized Hans Zimmer Ewok theme. As you know, as they're playing, you know, the drums on the on the helmets, it's like dun 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 So that would be percussion heavy. Yes. Now we're talking. Okay. I think because I think Luke because he has more mastery over himself, over the Force, and over his skills. And while Kylo, at this point, um, I would love to revisit this in episode nine to see where he is. I think he's still too shaken. I think he's he's not quite. He's extremely powerful. He's very skilled. He's very calm when he fights most of the time. Mm-hmm. But I think he's too rattled. I think he can get too rattled too easily. Yeah. And I think Luke would take a, uh, <clears throat> take a, yep. take a, uh, advantage of that. And I, I, do, I agree. And we, and we saw Luke rattle him. Yeah, quite yeah. frankly, obviously, I mean, super easily yeah. just by showing up. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, that's a good. Like that's he a good was point. so rattled that he didn't recognize his. He looked the, exactly the same from twenty. Yeah, years before. he was very emotionally compromised, and the yeah. lightsaber, and the the footsteps, right. and the yeah. So well, especially I love too. The, just to talk quickly about Adam Driver, when he sees Luke, he's like, point every gun at that man and fire, and he's like, fire! Yeah, like that's how pissed off he was, and right. then when he shows up. And he's pointing his lightsaber at him. You just see his eyes. Yeah. Like, he is so fucking angry and scared yeah. and like just consumed by emotion. Yeah. That I just I feel like that was not only cool, but I don't. Th- I think that's what would do him in. That's where Luke would get in. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Now you put this movie next movie like five years out, and we see him now mastering those emotions and using those to his advantage. Oh boy, that's like, a whole different. Like the very first time he's introduced, he's meditating like Luke, floating, moving stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like Kylo Ren has the potential to oust anyone that he that he chooses. Like if it, if fully realized Kylo Ren, like he's got the potential to get to a point where he's gonna be like he could be unmatchable. Well, if you also talk about how you know Snoke is saying. The, the 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 darker the higher the more powerful the dark side in you also the, the the light rises as well yeah so you think that's why Ray has become so powerful as well because balance mm-hmm. dark side light side growing exponentially yeah I with would each say, other I would say a fully realized Ray would pretty much be the pinnacle and unstoppable you think so yeah yeah well the, as quickly as she's picked it up yeah you said like like the fact that she's just like Got it. Like yeah. she force grabbed the saber and then dueled him to defeat without ever having touched a lightsaber except for the one time, like boop, ah, vision. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. yeah. Oh, you be talking Luke? Uh, no, Ray. Ray in the Force Awakens. Yeah. Which also, there's oh, one, oh, right. one question we still don't have answered: How the fuck did Maz get Luke's lightsaber? It's a long story. Mm. They better tell that. But other than that, she had a torrid love affair with Lando Calrissian. With Justin who picked Farrell. it up on. <laughs> ah, now we're talking. That's how Lando comes in. Oh yeah, I like it. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. And that's how Han knew her as well. That's right. Because Lando was boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just, so Luke for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, Luke for the win. Woo! Uh, wow, what a great podcast. That, that was, was a lot of fun. Fucking fun, man. Good.
Boop. Trifecta. Yeah. Bam. So, uh, you know, reach out to us. Check out. Tell us what you think. Did you like it? Did you not? Uh, try not to use hyperbole. Try and don't th- make stupid points. Try to think critically <laughs> about this. Like, you know, some people are like, Ryan Johnson raped my childhood in front of my eyes. It's like, okay, relax. Yeah, you, was that calm a comment? Down. Calm down. It's going to be okay. There's This is not a perfect movie. There's flaws. Right. There's a petition to have it struck from the canon. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Relax. Yeah. Relax, it's guys. A movie. At the end of the day, here's the other thing. It's a fucking movie. Yeah. And also, interesting point, Empire uh, was not well received when it was released either. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, so it's one of those things where it's like, Calm down, right? All right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I love having these conversations. Yeah. I love finding things because you get your mind blown. I think every time you talk to someone, you're like, oh, I didn't think about that, or I didn't. I, dude, I've the whole podcast has <laughs> been there for me. Yeah, I was like that when I talked to my brother. I, we were just going back and forth. Which, by the way, shout out to my brother. Uh, as soon as he got done watching this movie, he got into an argument with some nerds in the parking lot at two a.m. <laughs> Of movie. course he did. And he had to explain to them why they were fucking idiots, and by God, he did. So, shout out to Dave Cochran. There is no one like Dave Cochran. Way to go, Dave yes. Cochran. And apparently, I want to read just real quick some texts I got from him just the other day that were random. He called me, and I didn't answer because I was eating dinner. And I reached out to him, and I was like, hey, what's going on? Uh, you know, everything okay? He just goes, uh... Raging on Star Wars fans and how stupid they are. I was like, okay. He goes, I can't even vocalize it at the moment. I hate fanboys. <laughs> That's all I got out of him. And I was like, okay. Then Dave passed out. <laughs> and then Dave passed out in a rage. Uh, he's like, sorry, sorry. I had a steak last night. <laughs> a full of testosterone. Testosterone's really I've been, getting I've been me. working out. I swam three miles. <laughs> In the, English, in the English Channel. In the English Channel. <laughs> I flew up. I stopped. I stopped. I was like, that doesn't make sense. But Justin's like, I heard it. He's going to say English Channel. Yeah. And I love the fact that Alex Jones would fucking fly out there just to say he swam in the He's English. like, I'll take a dump on the English. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I swam in the English Channel. That pissed all in it. Yeah. Like a man. Uh, so, yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening. And let us know. What do you think? Did you like the movie? Did you not? Let us know. We'd love to talk about it, especially Sam. Uh, before we go, Sam, is there anything you want to you want to shout out or anything you want to promote? Episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely going to have you back. Uh, and I think we should do this next time, too, after, after the, the movie. Fact, yeah. And let's yeah. talk about it then. I, I like, like breaking more. it down, yeah. I can break it down more than like giving our, our, our theories. Projections, about yeah. 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 Really I will cool. be, well, much more studied on the uh, prequels, so I don't have, make myself look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah. Uh, just anything you want to promote? Or? Punisher. Punisher? I still need to watch that. It is not... For the faint of art. So I've heard. I told uh, my buddy Jesse at work, I was like, dude, you need to watch this. He's an ex-Marine. And I was like, uh, they do ooh. a very nice service to the Marines and they cover PTSD. Yeah. And they really, I, I feel like they did a good job with it uh, in honoring everyone that has served, yada, yada, yada. And I, uh, he has a like 11-year-old son. I said, by the way, uh, don't let Sam watch this. I said, <laughs> it is not your typical Marvel thing. I yeah. said, so uh, you watch it first and you make the distinction whether or not he should see it because... Holy shit! The last episode, I like I my skin crawled yeah. at something yeah. that he did, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my!" Wow. You you did mention Marvel, so I will promote that. It's starting in January, go through from Iron Man all the way up until Black Panther, one Marvel movie a week. That will take you up to Infinity War the week that it comes out. Beautiful. So. There you go. He's done the math for you. Amazing. What do you got to promote? Uh, check out Neil Brennan's stand-up special on Netflix called Three Mics. Uh, one of the most unique stand-up specials I've ever seen. Really? He does, he has three different mics on the stage, one mic's for one-liners, 
One mic's for stand-up, and one mic's for emotional storytelling. And it is extremely entertaining and very, very enlightening. What a fucking concept. Yeah. and I really like that. If you don't know who Neil Brennan is, he was uh, basically the partner with Dave Chappelle for The Chappelle Show. Really? So he uh, famously says in this where he's like, I went from uh, either winning or getting nominated for an Emmy to doing stand- uh, open mics. And everyone's like, you did it wrong. You're doing it in the wrong order. <laughs> so uh, it's really good. He has some incredible one-liners and stuff like that. And it's also his emotional storytelling is very, very cool. Fuck so yeah, man. check it out. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's worth worth watching. I, I really enjoyed it. So you guys can find Mind Gap on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're also on Twitter at Mind Gap Podcast. And Justin, uh, you on the internet? Uh, there's a site that's called JustinStrandland.com. You can find me there. You can also find me. There's another website you can find me at. Yeah. Poop.com. Poop.com. You go there. Oh, I thought we were going to mention poop. Yeah. I'm glad we did. We did, yeah. Yes. If you go to poop.com, it should redirect to justinstranland.com. If not, try it on a couple other computers in your home. Just yeah. really make sure because the link should work. Try if that doesn't work. work, try it at work. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Exactly. Try it at work. I mean, one of the computers that you are, have access to will redirect to justinstranland.com. Go to your child's school. Try it there. Right. Exactly. Try your boss's computer. They probably have more access. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. <laughs> Also find me on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I probably have more access. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael spelled M-I-K-E-L. It is the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, check us out on uh, iTunes, on Stitcher, and now on Spotify. Uh, you can uh, review us. Like I said, subscribe to us. Uh, we love it when you give us a review. And also there is where you can talk to us as well as yeah, our social yeah, media yeah. places. TweeState.com slash MindGap and TweeState.com slash The Best Bar Podcast Ever. Uh, you can find Milos and I over there. Uh, it's a bar podcast I do with Milos Stevanovic. We are going to take the next three weeks off. Uh, we've taken the previous three weeks off. We did one this week. Take the next three weeks off because of the holidays. Yay. Happy and holidays, we'll be everybody. Back. And happy holidays. Yeah, Sam, thanks so much for being here. Hey, it was my pleasure. I love it. Always a pleasure, always having here. And we will catch you guys next week. And happy holidays, Oh, yeah. Uh, Happy holidays, I guess. (laughs) I want to promote the Star Wars holiday special. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here right now. Mind Gap Podcast.